So, good, good? Yeah, yeah, we're good. Computer's good. not going to take a dump on us? No, no, we're good. Maybe. Well, <laughs> at this point, if the computer does it, it's fine. Okay. So, what was the uh, what was the final count, Clay? 430. Wind up killing 430 coyotes. I had four blank days out of 365. Three of them were gun-related. <laughs> well, I say gun related, it could be retard related because I, I ain't smart enough to figure it out. And usually it's it was late in the game before I figured it out that yeah. something was going. But uh but no, I, I think the one night I had I didn't call up one I called up one coyote and I was waiting on that perfect shot. And he just disappeared. I I should have shot him at three hundred. He pulled up there, and then all of a sudden he dropped off down into a little draw. And I thought, well, he's fixing to jump up here right a hundred yards from. Him. Never saw him again. Yeah. But that was the only night where I just couldn't find hardly any coats. But uh, rest of them, like that one time, I switched reticles, and I didn't know you had to. Yeah. Yeah, the red, the green, and. I've gotten smarter on the thermal game by guy. Yeah. If there if that can happen. Yeah. But. I mean it's all just being in the field using that crap as it pertains to thermals, like it, really getting in tune with it, your equipment. I mean Oh, uh, but I tell you more what, so on thermal than it is anything else seems. Absolutely. But if you can get that stuff figured out, man, it is a game changer in the coyote world. I don't give crap what they say. It's 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 badass. <laughs> And, uh, you know, I got that IRA bolt, which I'm sure there may be a, some better deals out there, but it's plenty good for what I had yeah, to do. Yeah. Cause hell, I shot that one at like 555, and, but, you know, 300 yard shot, hell, that's pretty easy. Yeah. With that thermal one. So, uh, but, and I got into that spot and stalk game pretty good. I liked the shit out of that. Yeah. that and this, that, this summer, that's, basically what saved my ass now i had to walk my fat ass a lot you know <laughs> but i'd get out there in the wheat fields and become kind of a half-ass addiction yeah even though it was 99 goddamn degrees but uh once once the fall got here shit it got pretty good and i was able to pick up some fresh country and uh you know that one night i killed eight on that one stand and and God dang, if I'd have had more bullets, I'd have killed 10. There was ten, two more circling me. But yeah. I walked in there, and I only had eight bullets. And, yeah. you know, you go in there expecting to get one. And I turned the call on. Three come in. I went bam, bam, bam. Killed them, and I dragged them up, take my picture. Well, I couldn't find the one. I drugged them two up, taking the picture, and kept the caller going. Then mm-hmm. I scanned. Here come two more. After I just took a flash, and here come yeah. two more. Went bam, bam, and that just went on. Wind up killing eight, but only recovered two. Two of them, two of them get all oh, there's creek down there, and the goddamn water weeds real tall, and I couldn't find them. Went out there the next day. Of course, I was in cowboy boots and blue jeans, trying to find them. Well, it was about a hundred thousand degrees, and I looked for about five <laughs> minutes. I said, "Ah, six is good." Yeah, God, yes. dang it. But, that's good enough. <laughs> yeah, hell yeah. But it's it, it just amazes me though how many coyotes are still there you know like i say we all used to save our country because you know january february march we we coyote hunted hard contest and then oh we got to save our country we got to save our country well that was the biggest waste of time ever (laughs) because here here just about a month ago right before christmas i went over and i killed a triple and uh well the farmer told me he said hey 
just going to let you know, we lost a bloat down there on uh, Knowles Road, and it's about a half mile down there. And I said, well, I'll fly by there at night, see if there's any coyotes on And uh, I, I could count 37 coyotes that I could see, but they were mixed in with a bunch of yearlings. So that's just what I could count. Yeah. And this, and I had already killed 59 coyotes at the field right across the road from it. Yeah. And uh, it's it's unbelievable. Ain't you ain't never gonna kill all them some bitches. No. no. And, and matter of fact, I think it kind of made the population. Well, I wouldn't say more, but but it it, it you, I didn't run out of them. I'll I'll be curious to see uh, this year's pup crop what it does. You know, because Dan Flores, I think it's Dan Flores, isn't it? Yeah. Okay. Dan Flores put up the book, and that's what. A lot of people like that's where they get all their information about codes. It's not actually real world experience. They read this book and they really put it into uh, almost like a uh, wolf type thing. And my opinion is codes and wolves, may, while they may be similar, they're very much different. But you hear the old, you know, when codes how they locate other packs and that's how the females are going to adjust their litter size. So I'd be curious to see. I mean, going off that logic, I'd be y'all should have a massive explosion in codes. Yeah, it, <laughs> you it know? that. Yeah, it's it's going to be <laughs> the one thing that I, I I was most curious about more than even that was uh, how it was going. The residual effect would be on the deer population. Yes, yes. and so uh, and uh, well, I figured it'd take me a year, maybe two years, to really be able to notice it. I was wrong. That's another thing. I got a 90-acre field over there, and I went over there to call up a coyote, and I scanned across there, and I bet you it was 100 deer in that son of a gun, and fawns everywhere. And if I ever see one or two fawns, it's a miracle. Yeah. But I, I found nine fawns yeah. bedded down together. So I really had a huge oh, yeah. difference there's, in that. There's no doubt about that. Yeah. Because they're a, they're a huge detriment they, to wow. fawn. I mean, that's especially even nowadays they're doing even more and more studies on cow uh, predation on fawns and stuff and like most people don't even realize they're they're getting probably like a 70 to 80 percent uh absolutely mortality rate in their fawns and, it, and you know it's not all cows but overwhelming majority of those cows especially that time of year and that's when you was out slaying cows i mean yeah you know, like you said, you're still surprised how many coyotes you're seeing. Well, people don't realize that once you start the coyote management program, it's a never-ending deal. Uh, because as soon as the land is empty and there's plenty of food resources, here comes more coyotes. Like, it's it's just a never-ending thing. And especially in cattle country, it's yeah. a huge draw for coyotes. And you're always going to have plenty of coyotes. And I don't, in my opinion, especially in cattle country, especially when they start calving, I don't, I don't uh, believe in that whole thing that the uh, alphas are going to keep all the other coyotes out there. Yeah, they might bark at them and run away like a, a little sissy coyote. But, you know, I know you've seen it. I've seen it up there oh. in Oklahoma. During calving season, it's a goddamn highway. Yeah. It's literally a highway for Free coyotes. for all. Yeah. yeah, them some bitches come out of the woodwork. Yeah, you're right. But, uh, nah, yeah, it's... And you know it's crazy how some of the the comments I I posted something about talking about that ninety acre field 
This one guy said, oh, you did damage. You did damage. He said, oh, you're dead. Now the deer are going to become overpopulated. And uh, 100 deer on 90 acres, you're going to starve them poor deer to, uh, deer to death and blah, blah, blah. And I said, dude, that's a 90-acre field on 28,000 acres. I said, I believe they'll be all right. And I got 5,000 ac- yeah. other acres. I said, that was just an example yeah. I seen on that deal. And I said, it wasn't like I had millions of deer all the magic. Yeah. But I tell you what, common sense ain't very common anymore. No, no. But that guy, I told that boy, I, I posted on there, and I was pretty nice about it. I said, well, I, I said, and I, I explained that 28,000 acres. I said, dude, I said, that was just a generalized example. Yeah. I said on, on there, I said, but, but, uh, I, I can tell right away, sir, that with your wealth of knowledge, you need to be writing a book as well. <laughs> I said, because I mean, you, you apparently got all this figured out and I, I wished I could get a copy of your new book coming out. But yeah, but yeah, that's the thing, boy, them haters, they come out of the damn woodwork. I mean, I was, you know, I was taking pictures of coyotes in the bar ditches and uh and, oh yes oh oh yeah i mean they just they get stuck well where's the fact checkers on this deal yeah. blah 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 i said well fact check my wife call that bitch and ask her <laughs> how many times I, I said i ain't seen her but about two hours in the last 365 <laughs> days i said yeah boy when she saw that comment that some bitch she grew fangs that's some bitch she, I don't know what that's about. She wore a mask. Get him. Get him, Gilly Jean. Yeah. That's just, yeah. there's a couple things going on there as it pertains to haters. One, I mean, some people just never never could even fathom them out of coyotes that yeah. are in certain areas in Texas. I mean, because they live in like suburbs and so on and so forth, and they see a couple coyotes, and they may only hunt like 100 acres. And, you know, if they kill 10 coyotes a year, they're happy. And, you know, I'm happy for them. But just because, we live in certain parts of Texas where there are some years a bunch of coyotes. Doesn't mean it's cheating or lying. Yeah. And also have a, a I could be wrong, but I feel like typically the people who are screaming all this crap, like, you know, he's dragging up coyotes off the road and everything else. It's, I feel like it's because, like I said, one, either they just, they don't, they've never seen the kind of, numbers that can be present out here or two they're not honest themselves so they just think everybody else is absolutely yeah, that's just my opinion but and some know, people just wrong. that's the way they're they're yeah. they're just yeah. assholes I, yeah. I mean that's just by nature they're they're just assholes and yeah. they'll never pick the good part of the story they're gonna yeah. they're gonna just got if you say black they're gonna say white yeah. And, yeah. and thankfully after 30 years of contest hunting i've, I've got pretty good alligator skin you know God yeah. Yeah. so uh, i mean if you're gonna and a lot of them try to bait you yeah. they want to bait you into it they want to piss you off and i was like yeah and it pisses them off worse when you don't give yeah. them the satisfaction yeah. of a reaction yeah it, yeah i will take the time like if someone asks me a legitimate question i'll take the time and respond to it uh but if i can tell someone's just trying to bait me into an argument i don't care yeah, because yeah. I guarantee you, like like on on that TPA or any of them, if I say this, there's going to be fifty that say that, and that's why a lot yeah. of times it's hard for me to, you know, give any any advice on there, yeah. because half of them is going to think I'm a genius, and half the half's going to think I'm a dumbass, yeah. and uh, yeah. so I I always like, hey, send me a message, give me yeah. a phone call, yeah. I'll bullshit with anybody, and I yeah. I like to bullshit. 
FPS and that ain't no Yeah, and I get a lot of them calls and I don't have no problem with it, but are, are, do you know the, all the numbers he's been on? Uh no. Off the top of my head. It was uh oh, I mean, eight, can, eight nine and then like twenty something. Yeah, they can go back. Uh Clay's uh, for people who might just be you now catching it, Clay's been on the podcast multiple times. He set out to kill in twenty twenty two a cow today every day of the year and he accomplished the goal. You know, uh, I did have a question or no, I wanted you to recount something for me. Cause I got, I got to talking to a, a cattle rancher while right. I was gone this past weekend. It was you who said that you watched five or six cows, seven, uh, try to get on a cow, 1200 uh, pound, healthy, uh, yeah, healthy cow. It, like I say, it looked like wolves up in Alaska working on an elk, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, it, or caribou. Yeah. It was, you know, as a, as a rancher, I know the destruction they'll, yeah. they'll really, you know, you always think it's just a calf crop or the sick and the weak, yeah. but this is a perfectly good, healthy cow. And they ran out in that bitch just like it was, and there was nothing wrong with her. Yeah. She didn't have no calf, didn't have nothing. But, and if I wouldn't have been there, I'm pretty confident that they would have took that bitch down. Yeah. And I wound up getting two of them killed. And then uh, I was telling that story, and another guy, uh, on the farmer up there, he's got like like thirty acres right there, and he told me, uh, he said, "Come out to my deal." He said, "I had a cow die last night," and said, uh, "Hell, I fed the son of a gun, got twenty five cows. I fed them cows right before dark," and they said, "I woke up this morning that some bitches halfway eaten dead," and I said, "Well, you probably got a lot of cows." And he goes, "You think them cows with there? There's nothing wrong with these cows. They're like great, great cows." I said, "I guarantee it. I'll come out there and shit immediately." Well, I got there right before dark, and I waited, waited on them to come, and then before dark even come, 13 of them come flying out of the woodwork, yeah. and I mean, they were everywhere, and I wound up killing five before they got, but I went like every night for 19 days. Of course, they'd already wiped out the cow by that time, but every day for 19 days, I killed one or two at his place, yeah. and uh, yeah, it's crazy, and uh, but so... It's- what I typically tell people, I mean, you could see it uh, if you're out there hunting long enough, especially running the thermals and doing the spot stock thing. One cow is kind of a wuss. Two, a little bit braver. Three, even braver. Four, and it just kind of keeps on multiplying to where you, I mean, you take a little pack of four or five cows, they're going to smoke a deer pretty easily if oh. they can get him stopped, you know, especially if you got the smaller deer like we do. But, it, I mean, it's not... It, when you told me that, I remember thinking in podcasts. Oh yeah, I mean, I can totally see it. They're opportunist eaters, and if they felt for some reason they can take down that cow, one hundred percent they're going to try it. And yeah. then, you know, and because of books like Dan Flores, I'm not really picking on it. I, I enjoyed that book, but uh, in this information that's out there where people think they know, they they try to say stuff like, "Well, cows uh, cows don't do that," and overwhelming majority of the calf deaths isn't due to coyotes i feel like that's probably not necessarily true i think it's very much region by region in my opinion like some places you may not have that big of a problem with coyotes whereas other regions you might got so many coyotes that they're probably smoking a lot of calves you know yeah. sick or not it, you know i do have another question since you're on cows all the time uh as it pertains to cows or calves that died of i guess some sort of disease well, cows typically mess with them. Man, you know, I, 
a lot of guys say, oh, that cow, that yearling, and there is, you know, sometimes hell would drag calf out there. It's got all kinds of mess with them. But uh, they'll be full of medicine, you know, chronics. You throw them dead chronics out there, and cows won't mess with it. But I've also, the next day, drag out another chronic that has the same, and they'll wipe them out. Yeah. And I don't know, I don't know, it, 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 it makes me wonder if the blood got hot differently. I right. don't think, I don't really think it had anything to do with medicine because them, uh, them suckers eat, eat yeah. well, you know, up there at our feed yard, preconditioning yard. I mean, we have a pretty good supply of dead animals, and they wipe them yeah. suckers out. Yeah. And so, but I have seen that to where sometimes on a wheat field where they just won't eat one. Yeah. And uh, and then another deal, it's like I had a horse. Coyotes love horse meat. Yes. And I had this old horse die, and he didn't get hot. We gathered some cattle. I told them boys, I said, y'all go kick it, them two pair into that wheat field, and y'all come back. And they walked back. He took a deep breath, fell over dead, like a heart attack or something. You know, he ain't got no medicine in him. That sucker is still laying out there. That was 20 years ago. That's something <laughs> mummified. And there's no rhyme or reason other than that horse was the meanest son of a bitch I ever rode in my life. I guarantee you, he was. Oh, oh Ellie. Yeah, he bit my wife one day. Damn it, got me thrown in jail for uh, spousal abuse. I come back from, I come from, we lived in Dundee, Texas, and I come home from work. And there's two laws at my deal. My wife's not there. I said, can I help y'all? He said, uh, uh, Mr. Reed, uh, have uh, you and your wife been having uh, uh, problems? I said, the hell are you talking about? <laughs> he said, well, I need to talk to you. I said, where is my wife? Well, she's at the hospital. Well, now I'm, what the hell, she at the hospital? Yeah. Well, hey, Mr. Reed, you need to talk to her. I said, no, you need to tell me what the fuck, you, where my wife is, what deal. He goes, have you been having problems with your wife? She says she got bit <laughs> by a horse. And I said, God damn, Ellie, you son of a bitch. And oh, Ellie, he's sitting over there like, and I went over there and I drug a cedar stay out of that son gun. I run that bastard up in that pen and I beat him. And them old cops said, Maybe we don't need to talk to this guy. They left. <laughs> he may be right, and I'll be. But O'Elly, that son of a gun, he was, she was cleaning out a water trough, and she went to pet him, and all of a sudden, that somebody just reached over and bit him, bit her mm. right in the face. Damn. Oh, he was a And what was bad, if it had been a year <laughs> before, I'd have killed him right then and there. But he finally got to where he made a pretty good horse, so I had to kill some of But he tried to kill me for, for about two years. <laughs> that some gun was a mean bastard. The first time I, I got him, uh, my boss said, hey, we got two horses out there in the pasture. If you want to ride them, they had bought them years before I got there. So I said, all right. So I go out to this 80-acre trap, and I'm standing in this trap, right, and I got my bridle, and I go whistling them horses. This, and this horse is big old buckskin, boy. He looked up, and my God, here come, here he come. I said, well, look at this pony. He's ready to go to work. I said, man, I, how can I like this pony? Of course, he's hauling ass toward me. I was standing inside the gate these pens, and as he got closer, I could see he's not there for a pleasure trip. That some gun has got his ears laid back and his teeth, uh, teeth blaring at me, and I go, holy shit, and I, I jumped out of the way, and the some gun tried to bite me and kick me as he went by me, and I went, God, a muddy boy pissed me off, so I run him up that alley, and, and I'm trying to get him to face up to me, so I'm whipping his ass with them daggum rings, and he's two foot, bam, bam, kicking at me. He won't oh. turn. Well, finally, 
I got a little too close, and he hit me with both feet right in my forearm, and I did the chicken dance there for a minute. <laughs> oh, God dang. But after I got over that deal, I run that son gun up there, got him behind the gate, chained that goddamn gate, and I did beat him to death. And, uh, oh, I was mad. And that left a... That that started uh, about a, a year of a battle. He would stand... We were up there at the feed yard one day, and uh, that was the best thing that anybody ever done for me. Doug Dunkel, the guy that runs the feed yard up there, he told me, he said, Clay, I'm going to do you a favor. I don't want you riding that horse up here anymore. And I said, thank you very much. Thank you very much. Because <laughs> he had bought a brand-new, uh, indestructible, lifetime fiberglass pitchfork. Well, I got off to get a gate that you had to pick up and drag down to the end of the pens, and that sucker jerked away from me and run off down to the went up there to the pen. Boy, I was madder than a jack. When by the time I got up there with the ass whooping the tail, he would stand up on his hind legs and paw at me. And we were boxing. I ducked the dog. <laughs> bah, 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 bah. And then finally, that son gun, he did get a hold of me, so I went over there to get that pitchfork and I was gonna I was gonna stick him with that pitchfork and kill that son of a bitch, but he kicked it and broke that goddamn indestructible deal and old Doug goes, You owe me seventy nine ninety five, goddamn you can't even break that I hate that boy. He was a mean bastard, you know. Uh, but uh but yeah, same but he nothing ever touched him. Yeah. Never ate him. Uh, yeah. I couldn't really tell you why, but I don't think it has nothing to do with the medicine because we've I've seen cows eat so many of them that are medicated, but just luck of the draw, I guess. I know this year I've been, uh, we didn't shoot hardly a deer because it was awful this year, but pigs, we've been just pretty steadily murdering pigs. But every, every batch I shoot, I'll typically grab a few and I've been uh, putting them in one spot with a camera on it. Yep. Now, the, the few deer that we did take, well, I think we shot four total this year. The remains after we cleaned them, coyotes right away. There is yet to be a pig touched by a coyote. They will not touch it. And it's been it's been weird like that ever since I got here. In the beginning, we didn't have that many pigs, and there was a bunch of rabbits for them to eat. They wouldn't hardly touch a deer carcass. Like, they wouldn't hardly touch anything that was dead. But then as the, the rabbits died away... They started eating, you know, being a little bit more open to the point of, I think it was the second winter after the rabbits died off. I I watched coyotes eating other coyotes, uh, dead coyotes. Yep. They would eat dead hogs. They would eat dead, like they just wasn't selective anymore. And then back to this year, we're coming back to that. They will not touch a dead pig. I'll be there. Now, here's the craziest part about that. That's up here. Uh, my little watch. I got. I put it to where I can watch off my balcony, because I've also been testing lights and IRs and stuff like that on coyotes. <laughs> but I've also got a camera. And uh, but on the north end of the ranch, uh, if you shoot a coyote at one of these stands, it will not be there. The entire thing will be gone by the next morning. Uh, and I mean, the craziest part about it is they will. If you shoot it anywhere in the general vicinity of the feeder and just leave it laying, they will drag the entire thing, no matter how big it is, to a spot to where you cannot see that. The only, this is the only thing I can figure is why they're dragging it. They'll take it to a spot where you can't see them eating on it from the deer stand. Because oh, it's always behind like a little dirt mound yeah, down the side of a hill. But they'll eat them over there. Over here, these won't touch them. 
It's so strange. I they don't got the memo. Hey, there's some bitch that kill your ass out here. You don't want to mess with these some bitch. Yeah. It's now, crazy. They wipe, them, they wipe them out up in our country. Back in 2018 when Benton Bowman and Kyle Crickenberg and them, they coming down. Hell, that one night we killed. And hell, I think Scott Hampton was that night. And hell, we were while we were killing them, the coyotes were coming out, getting them as we're, we're still killing them. And the yeah. next morning, you know, I got to drag them off my wheat fields because bones yeah. all over we we come out there that next morning and we found and that one field we probably killed 20 cows something i don't know how many a bunch of cows come back next morning we found one rib cage that's all we could find <laughs> they had white i mean yeah. we could not find hide or hair of them and that's so crazy but but got you know on the same you know just like that, that horse and you know cattle i have seen them sometimes where they didn't need to touch them and then, uh, just curious of what it is. I don't know. I, it fascinates I, me for some reason. I wonder if it has a blood, you know, if your blood coagulates or differently or whatever. I think that's a word, but, uh, but coagulate. And then coagulate. Yeah. yeah. You know, I wonder if like, see, we, uh, long time ago, a business partner of mine had Buffalo, which is a goddamn terrible mistake on his part, but that's another story of another day. That is. <laughs> and, uh, some bitch got to dying and the vet didn't know what it was uh, uh we just couldn't get these wild sons of bitches pinned up to give them any kind of medicine so uh, i think two or three of them died and this was an area of northeast texas where cows were thick and they would eat anything that fell on the ground and they nothing i mean nothing ever touched these some bitches and from that point on i'm like i wonder if you know because cows noses are so super sensitive I wonder if they like if it's particular diseases. Them some bitches can smell. Well, that is why they won't touch them bastards. Might be a lot to that because I had black leg come through, and I lost six kids, a cow, and a bull one time in like an hour and a half, two hours. It was crazy, and nothing ever touched them some guns. I pulled them over nothing, and you know when black leg, what it does, it causes your blood vessels to hemorrhage inside. It'll be a you know, everybody says, well, you can run your hand on it. sounds like uh, bubble wrap pop, Ooh. you know, and, you know, because it's, it's air gets in yeah. your uh, deal. And, uh, but that's not always the case. And, and all these look like bloat, but it was in the time of year. I knew it wasn't bloat. Called the vet, come out, and he said, oh, you probably got the black leg. So we took a pocket knife out, and you can go cut in it. You know, good mu- muscle tissue is pretty and pink. Yeah. But, and I, first one I cut in the shoulder and it was pretty in pink, but I got into the hip and that's where the black leg was. And it just black blood pours out huh. of it. And so I wonder if they, I feel like they have to, I mean, they gotta be something. There was an article I was reading not that long ago where they, someone taught a, I think it was a, a drug, drug sniffing dog, how to sniff out cancer on a human. Yeah. I've seen I mean, that. You kind of equate that into a couch. Surely. They're selective about something that they eat. Like there has to be a reason why sometimes yeah. they don't eat shit, sometimes they don't. Yeah, there there is. I ain't got it figured out. That's kinda like figuring out the the whole cow killing <laughs> yeah. why why sometimes yes. they buy it, why someday don't. You ain't gonna figure it out. But and if you try to, it's kinda like Chinese arithmetic. Yeah. It it'll give you a headache. Yep. Yeah, because they're I mean, there's I've seen it so many damn times. Well, just like we was talking earlier, you know, about you know, them three days I filmed that deal. Made the exact same calls one day. Didn't call up a single call. The next day made the same call and one ever goddamn yeah. stand. Yeah. 
Yeah, you know, that was a question the other day is how long do you wait uh, before you call a certain spot, and I said, "Well, I can tell you this: I call the same damn spot, damn near <laughs> a lot. Well, even back during the old Graham days, I didn't have a lot of country. We had to make the same stands three times in a daggum uh, hunt. Call them in the morning, call them in the evening, and call them in the next morning, yep. and call up cows. If it's good for one cow, it's good for the next ten that comes by. And yep. then the, the first time." You know, that's another thing a lot of guys, you know, calling, hey, man, I called nine stands and uh, they didn't call nothing. I said, buddy, if you knew how many times I did that. <laughs> well, like the last day, the last day of my hunt, I took my, my wife, uh, my boss's wife. She's a photographer. and Man, she's a cool gal. And we're going to take her out and she's going to photograph the whole event. And I, and I went to the place that I hadn't called. I was saving it. It was good, good spot, and it's beautiful. Got a lot of high ridges and a lake over on the deal. Nothing, 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 <laughs> nothing, nothing. I made like six, six, seven stands before lunch, and we did call up one. And as soon as I sat down, I knew it was going to be a bad spot, but she was wanting to take pictures, so I had to put myself in an opportunity yeah. where I can hide her and get the picture too. And I said, I hope hell one don't come here to the right, and I know one's gonna come to the right. Well, guess what? That son of a bitch come right here to my right, and you know how hard it is yes. to get there. And he's fifty yards from me, but it made a good picture because he went, "Oh, I see you," and <laughs> yeah. she took a picture of him, and then he was gone. I was, yeah. But then I went out, went out that night with my boys, and we went nothing. We went nothing, and then the next finally got one called. It's like nine thirty, and uh, this son of a bitch come from like a mile over there with a big thousand acre wheat field and I had the old tip mouse tantrum coming up and I was so mad because I'm tired I'm wore out I won't go to bed and uh and that son of a gun he'd come I was so mad because he'd come to slow oh shit there's a rock Let's look at this rock. That cow looked at that rock man this is an awesome rock and then okay I guess I'll go to get that mouse and he'd go a little bit Oh, hell, there's a plate of grass. And it, <laughs> yeah. Oh, and it took like 38 minutes for him to cross that daggum field and finally get him killed. And I almost took a shot at like 300 yeah, because I've been waiting so long and I'm wanting to go to bed. I said, nope, God dang it. God dang it. Yeah. Might be a long night. That's the biggest thing about that whole deal. The pressure that you feel, especially that. Yeah. It's the last day. I guarantee you. <laughs> you. You remember the time I tell you about old Kelly Jackson yeah. got there, you know, with I was shaking because I don't miss this son of a bitch. Damn, don't miss this son of a bitch. And then uh, I shot him, and I guarantee you, it was better than any sex I ever had in my life. Well, almost, but it was awesome. It was, yeah. Because that was a that was the final deal. Pretty big sigh of relief. Oh, I imagine so. Yeah, it was. Like I say, I'm glad I got it done, but it was brutal. And and if and if anybody ever said anything bad about it in my presence, they'd probably get a busted lip. I guarantee <laughs> Or my wife. Yeah. Yeah, because uh, very little sleep. But it was cool. Very, very few people are going to say they can kill 430 cows, and I'd have never dreamed. You know, I, I knew it was going to be tough, but and it was tough, but 430 cows is a lot of damn cows. Yes, yes and, 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 you know, I, I was going to try to get to 500, and I uh, tried to get that 500 total, and I 
Well, that sounded like a good deal on Thanksgiving. But God, <laughs> dang, I, I'd go out and I'd kill one. I said, well, because I had it figured up that I needed to kill three, uh, three a night, average three a night. I'd kill one. And I did. I killed a triple and then I'd go. And, well, that, that shit played out pretty quick. <laughs> hey, just do your one. Yeah, because, you know, I got this this guy over here on this shoulder and this guy yeah. over on this shoulder. And, well, this guy over here will screw you every time, but yeah. just get you one. Ah, shit, let's stay at the sun bitch all night. <laughs> well, finally, they both started getting tired, and they said, hey, let's just go to the house. Call yeah. day. Yeah, well, I don't blame you. But it was, But I, I learned a lot of lot of stuff and a lot of mistakes. God dang, the mistakes I made in that deal. Like that one day, I, I walked in there a half mile to that, and, and I knew I, wanted, I didn't want to. I think I had a football game I wanted to go to that night. And so I, I needed to get one in today. So that afternoon, I walk a half mile back into this perfect spot, perfect wind, get all the way down there, and, I, and this little clear, solid mesquite, and then there's this open 100-yard open, put that collar out there, and I, as soon as I put the collar down, I look, and there's a coyote 20 yards from me sitting on his ass just watching me, like, hey, what are you doing? And I go, and I've already, I still got my gun across my back. So I take my gun off my back and I go, I go, and he's still looking at me. And I went, click, God damn it. I hadn't put a bullet in it. So I go to pull it out, put a bullet in it. I ain't got a bullet in my whole gun. I don't have one in my pocket. And he's looking at me like, are you stupid? And uh, so all I could do was go grab my call. Walk all the way back to the pickup, and that some bitch followed me all the way back to the pickup. And then after I get bullets, he's gone. Yeah. Oh, I'm mad. Mad <laughs> son of a gun. But those, that daggum bullet deal cost me a, oh, a lot of headaches. You yeah. dumb. So oh, you yeah. get in a hurry and fatigue goes wearing you out. Yeah. But on, uh, off the top of your head, did you keep up extensive data as it pertains to the moon phases at night? Like on the nights you hunted at night, whether it was full moon or not? I started that. I, I did that for about the first three months. And then my give a shit or give out. Yes. <laughs> I got wore out. And I tried to keep up. You know, when you first started, I'm going to keep up with the wind, the barometric pressure, and oh, the moon, yeah. and all that. It's a lot of work. Yeah, yeah. It, it become a chore just you know because I I wrote in my journal yeah. you know every time I I come home I'd relay the deal. Well, God dang it! Next <laughs> I got a lot of times you know I'd be middle of the night I come in and I hit the floor, and then I'd have to catch up and you know I made a point of doing it every day on Facebook yeah. so at least I got that to go back on, and that's the hard part. That's gonna be the hardest part of this whole deal I think yeah, more than the together. deal is putting the book together. I mean I. I got a thousand other stories, you know, you know, through contest season, which will be played into that deal. And, and these days are just fodder, but I'm going to go back and I, well, you know, I, I got the days so I can yeah. tell what the moon phase was. Yeah. So I can try to uh, do that. But it, you know, that's, that's, that's the whole, the, the strategy in this whole deal is, is figuring out when you got to go hunt. Because yeah. when the moon, I got to have the dark of the moon. If I'm on a call, I got to have the dark. If I'm on a spot stalk, I need the uh, the the yeah. bright moon. Because like towards the end, I, I had to stalk in on this one place, and it was dark of the moon. That is a negative ghost rider. 
because you ain't got no light and you're going through it's fine if you're in a wheat field yeah. you can walk in the dark in a wheat field yeah. but you walk in the dark in a goddamn brush i poke myself in the eye so I, I run into tree after tree after tree and you know coyotes can hear you say god dang it yes. son of a bitch yes. you know, so uh but you'd had to work your you know uh like oh say the moon don't come up until nine yeah. so i know i've got to get one killed before nine yeah and, you know, everybody said, well, I ain't hunting today. I said, dude, I got a full-time freaking job. I'm yeah, working. This ain't yeah. just my job. I, yeah, I got to work. <laughs> yeah. And uh, that's what people don't understand. Uh, you know, I had to work. And it was just the worst year, the windiest, the yeah. hottest, driest. It was terrible. But that's. But it's funny how I'd work my spot and stalk game, yeah. you know, that full moon. But. And then you got to use the shadow of a tree. You yeah. know, you got to get up in them trees. And, and, then, and, then, and then that one cow tried to eat me in the tree. <laughs> yeah, that was the first ever. I shot that one cow. And I think I told this on the last one, but for the guys that didn't, I pulled in there. Buddy had them coyotes getting his cats, and he has a field right there east of his house. And I go out there and I put the collar out away from me. I got three coyotes coming, and I'm using a. Uh, uh, vocal town, you know, yeah. uh, Pound Town, Table Scraps, MFK. Well, then all of a sudden I look over to the right and there's a cow out there, boom, and I kill him. Well, then I uh, went and go back to the original three, and it's, it's, uh, uh, I'm in this, uh, uh, tree. Thankfully, that's what saved me. I'm in this little <laughs> mesquite tree on the east side of this mesquite tree. Well, then all of a sudden I hear, <laughs> and I turn and I look over here to the right. And there's a coyote come out of the woods and got the coyote that I'd shot and was whooping his ass, lifting him in the air, chewing on him. And I go, all right. So I r- rolled my gun up, got dang battery. And that's when I had the trigicon, uh, or my, and my damn batteries went dead. So, God dang it. So I'm trying to get them back, get back, I get the batteries in. Well, he's gone. Okay, so I come back to these three and I turn it on back on table scraps. And I guess this cow, I could hear this cow run to me. Yeah. Here he comes right to me and I go, holy shit. And he's growling. He's at the bottom of this mesquite tree on the west side of this mesquite tree. And and it's pitch black dark. This I can't I can't even, I can't yeah. see what's trying to eat me, but I can sure tell he's serious <laughs> about it. I'm going, get out of here, you bitch. Get out of here. Finally got him off of him. I was like, damn. Yeah, it's it brutal. And then it wasn't God dang about two weeks later when old Felipe Baca got eat up by that coyote out there in New Mexico. Got in his hand, bit bit yeah. his old hand in his deal. But yeah. In but, your opinion, did you see more coyotes? Just see, you know, not not considering calling yet. Just see more coyotes during dark of the moon or bright of the moon? Uh, definitely the dark of the moon. Absolutely dark of the moon. Yeah. Do but, you do you think it's because they can see so much better during the bright of the moon that they just kind of scant, you know, scale? Well, it's hard. It's, just, it's hard for a coyote because the uh, the prey can see them. Yes. You know, yeah. So they they yep. and they can't. Yeah, dark of the moon, they can sneak up and catch on you before yep. you know it. Where, and uh, I mean, I seen a lot. Of, I killed a lot of coyotes, but you know, and and a lot more packs of coyotes bunches of coyotes in the dark of the moon interesting where where uh, light of the moon it seemed like they were always scattered out right. about and right. uh yeah that's that's definitely a, a difference i could damn sure tell. as far as calling 
was there any differences between dark of the moon and bright of the moon no i really you know and i thought that the same thing i mean the difficulty you know in getting one killed was different but no they called about the same and uh yeah i didn't have no problem with that but it you damn sure had to shoot further during the brow of the moon uh well i had to hide myself pretty i used a lot of pump jacks you know you know in the wheat fields i get them pump jacks and uh because it's you know with thermal you know in the brush it's a little different you know a little 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 different deal and uh i like getting them out in them wheat fields and so a lot of my country don't think you got in the wheat field is a fence line or a pump jack somebody's got hay bales you know stacked somewhere man that's but I always like my one of my best scenarios is brush around a wheat field, put that sun gun out there, and then I can get in the shadow yeah. of a yeah. tree. Yeah, yeah. There's one tree out there on what I call this Taylor wheat field. There's one mesquite tree, and it's not very big, but it's uh, you know it's about head high. But it's the only tree within that thousand acres <laughs> out there, and I can get in the shadow of it, and uh, and it runs east and west, and a, you know, to where uh, north or south, I could always get one killed. It was a good spot. It was one of them spots everybody thought, well, how long you go? Man, I went to that summer gun a lot. And, uh, uh, and you know, and talking about different sounds, uh, you know, here, it, it was really weird because, you know, I expected September, you know, September, October, you know, get into a lot of pups, getting them all. I figured I'd get some a uh, lot of vocal action. Did not did not get a lot of vocal action they quit me but then cagey cottontail everybody's why are you eating cagey cottontail all the time i said because it freaking worked it works you know, now if it ain't working i'll i'll go yeah. i did adapt and uh but i guarantee you damn near and everybody said well is it cagey cottontail so it's rabbit for rabbit i don't give a shit i said hell god dang tony tabby's got some great rabbit sounds uh uh, Rick Pyatt, like, you know, he's got some. I was yeah. rabbits, rabbits. That's just one of my favorites. I've ca- I've killed them on Mister and Mrs. McCottontail and yeah. all those and Cottontail Candy. I mean, I'd say there's some badass calls out there, but the rabbit, the prey, distress. Yeah. For the last few months, now it's Going fixing to turn the like locals. last last yeah. January, February, March, April. Man, I could turn on that damn pound town. Them some bitches come out of every direction, and that's fixing to happen. Because I can't remember who it was told me the other day they two of the coyotes they killed were in heat, so yeah. it's fixing to be on. Yep, and it's it's, it's time. So I'll, we'll shift. We'll find out this weekend. You know, I got my contest this weekend, and we're gonna uh, we're gonna wind up using a lot of uh, vocals and uh, try to get big big numbers come in because it uh, it all be. A, there's some tough old cats in this summer gun. Old Wesley and old Colton. I think Colton Gillum's come down there. Uh, Skyskin and Sterling and Laramie yeah. and hello Aaron Roger or Aaron Evans and Rusty Mashore and Jake Leach. Hell, they killed 30 this weekend in a three dog hunt. And I went, God dang. So, well, it was country that we went, we're not hunting for years. And I said, well, God dang, I don't I think I'd go back to it. He <laughs> said, they were coming out of crack. They yeah. said it was good. And, uh, yeah, I killed 30 and got beat because it was a weight limit yeah. deal. I hate yeah. weight contests. <laughs> God dang it. Yeah, I guess because I'm fat. You know, anything that has weight on it pisses me off. But, and I get it. It's it's a novelty hunt. But i tell you this. If anybody else, anybody ever calls herself a championship hunt, calling call championship, well, you can't call it that if it's a goddamn weight limit yeah. or 
so I never, and I I had to do that with mine. You know, we did fastest twelve, and but I finally changed that some bitch back to just kill a bunch of cows, see and kill a bunch, yeah. and uh, yeah. take the yeah. It'll be there, but it'll, it'll, it looks like we're gonna have a pretty good turnout, and and it'll be it'll be tough. Yeah, yeah. Like I say, I got old Randy, Handy Randy. Shooting a little some gun, <laughs> Gage Porter and uh, Lance Schrader, my regular partner. That's what happened. We got two flat bellies on the team. I got two draggers. that were nothing else, my God. Yeah. So, Randy, I'm going to just be the uh, driver. Yeah. He said, so, wow, you can shoot. I said, dude, I've shot enough in the last year to last me next, good. next 10. I'll do the calling and and run, drive the truck and, and be happy as a lark when I do it. Yeah, they got them young eyes and yeah, yeah. So, uh, did you notice any difference in the daytime during the moon phases uh, as it pertains calling for for the little bit of daytime said you did make? No, I never did. Uh, but uh, like I say, it was just hit or miss. You know how it is. Yep. Like I say, yep. one day you can come out there when them fish are biting, they're, it's uh, it's great. When it ain't, that's what was crazy, you know. And I wish I could figure that shit out, but uh, and and, and, <laughs> no. and I could I could I could sell you a line of bullshit right now and say this or that or that, but man, I ain't figured it out after fifty six yeah. years yet. And uh, but uh, that's, and that's what makes it that it, makes it, it makes challenging. Fun. Yeah, yeah. My my go to is when they're coming, you hunt hard. You when uh, they're not, take it easy. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Know, there's there's the best advice I can give anybody. I can't uh, tell you why. I mean, the only the only thing I've ever been able to 100% say that you're probably going to have a good day, and that's still probably, is after a significant weather system, whether it be rain, snow, sleet, whatever, rolls out your first pretty day. Seems like those are always pretty good daytime calling. Other than that. Yeah, it's it's <laughs> crap. You, you just roll the die. And that's what, a, you know, everybody won't, uh, you know, expect me to be, kind of an expert on the house and all that man i said if you're looking for that i'm not i'm not that guy's gonna bullshit you into believing that i said i'll if it ain't working i'll try something else and da, 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 i'll try house and i'll yeah, yeah there is certain sequences that of but i usually i turn that rabbit on and say all right here we go mr rabbit let's see if we can call one and we go to the next call and we do it and uh but you can't catch fish if your hook ain't in the water. Yeah. And in them 24-hour contests, you got to stay hooked. Yeah. I know guys that'll, ah, it ain't working right now. Let's go take a nap, two or three-hour yeah. nap. Yeah. That tooth, that little window yeah. of opportunity is the difference between winning and losing a lot. Yeah, time. you never know. Contests, that's really why I don't like, I'm not a contest hunter. I've yeah. hunted some. That's really why I don't like contests because, especially nowadays, my, my time is limited when I get to go hunting. So I just typically like, wait for the the times they are going and then i'll go hit it hit it like hell hey damn but in right. a contest you, you just got 24 hours you, you got, got to stay hooked you gotta stay with it because you never know when they're gonna turn on when they turn on you better go 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 yeah and it don't matter if it's raining sleet or snow or windy or whatever we've had great days in the wind we've had piss poor days in the wind but i'll never forget that one time old mitch we was talking to john cadell on the damn phone headed to the astronaut way and we was on Swenson and God dang, and it's pouring down rain. And John and them were beating us by like 15 points. And we're talking, I'm, we're fixing to pull out the gate. And Mitch goes, Let me out. I'm going to go make. I said, Mitch, it's raining straight down. Just let me out. 
So take your ass out on your shit. It's pouring straight now. He goes down there, gets in the cedars. There's an old rock house down there. He makes a call, and, and uh, John was telling us, yeah, Mitch is making one call. He's walking out there in a pouring-ass rain like a dumbass. I thought, by God. And then I get off the phone with, phone with John. I look over to my left. Mitch comes dragging up his goddamn cat that wind up winning us the money. Yeah. And I think John thought all those years thought I was lying about him when we told him we were 15 yeah. points behind. And, uh, yeah, but it just, you just never know. Nope. And them guys that get discouraged, you know, too many of these guys that, that I talk to a lot that call me and say, hey, what am I doing wrong? I said, probably ain't doing nothing wrong. I said, one, they got to be moving. But two, the coyote has got to be within earshot. Sometimes they're just not yeah. there. Yeah. You know, if you, you're in a low-density population, I said, you know, you just got to be. But just keep at it, keep at it. You may go out there a thousand. That, that's what people don't realize is how many how many blank stands yeah. I make. Yeah. You know, I don't, which a lot of times I'll put on there. I, you know, I, I went seven calls and all that. But nobody likes to brags about the time they get their ass whooped. That's like, you know, TCU's not going out. Yeah, y'all remember the time we got our ass kicked by Georgia? You know, they're, they're going to talk about the time they beat Michigan. Yeah. Yeah, and that's kind of the way it is. But uh, TCU's not going to quit playing ball because they got their ass kicked. Yep. They're going to get ready for the next game. Yeah. And that's the way it is. And But I, I – call a lot of blanks and I'm, I'm sure y'all oh yeah we all got them and it, and it has nothing really to do with what we're doing bad or doing right a lot of times it's just they got to be feeding yep got to be yeah. fish got to be biting yep so uh but but yeah i get to i get to uh, one thing about after this deal i got real popular and i got real unpopular at the same time <laughs> But I get to go, I get to go out there to that Carolina Classic and do a little seminar down there. So that ought to be interesting. And I told old John that guy puts that L on. I said, "Careful what you wish for." And he said, "He goes, how's that?" And I said, "Well, I I remember one one kind of a seminar they had a, that uh, Legacy Outdoors Men's Christian Group deal at Mineral Wells and." I just come down here for about thirty minutes. And I said I ain't never talked for just thirty minutes, and uh, so well they only had to build in three hours, and after the third hours up, they had they got that big hook and jerked me off stage, and we had to go out to parking lot, finish it up out there. So, uh, so it, but I think old John all uh, Fox Pro boy John Alden's going to be there and. Matter of fact, I'd, I'd sure like to have hunted that contest, but <laughs> got to find some dirt in North Carolina. I thought it was all North Carolina. I was going to hunt it last year, but I had some dirt in Georgia. Well, some guy told me it was all North Carolina, and I was like, well, shit. So I had yeah. to back out of the son of a gun, and hell, John told me, he said, no, it's Virginia. You got Virginia, North Carolina, South Carolina, and Georgia. And I went, God almighty. So next year, I'm going to try to. As it pertains to the Iron Man, they canceled it out. Yeah, yeah, they uh, give us no reason. They just sent a deal, an email saying it got canceled, and uh, and uh, they give us a choice of going to another one. They could move your entry fee to another one or give her money back. And uh, you know, everybody's well, you can go do another one. But you know, that was really my whole goal was to go to Alaska, give yeah. me a reason to go up there and and do that. And uh, and it. You know, it would have been cool. And I could go to some other. My wife, she says, well, let's do the Galveston. Fuck no. I said, <laughs> I said, I do not want to go to Galveston. I don't want to go do a hot right. uh, triathlon at yeah. Galveston, Texas. So, 
I've just about decided that, that was my deal. So anybody who needs to buy a four thousand dollar bike, I got a four thousand dollar bike at the house. My wife said, You're gonna do one. I said, Shut up and leave me alone. I said, At least give me a six month reprieve or something until I can figure it out. And uh, so I got a I got all this bike equipment and yeah. all that, but now I hang my clothes on it. It's a, a four thousand dollar clothes hanger on it and but like I say, that was and shit we had yeah, we were gonna, you know, we were. I held my whole family was gonna go up there. We were gonna make a deal of it. But that I, a lot of people said that uh, Juneau apparently is not a very big city, and they housing was a problem. And then they encountered a lot of. Uh, I think they'll wind up having it again, but yeah. it ain't gonna be for the next two years anyway, because huh. because they already had a fifty thousand dollar contract with them. But housing was a problem. There was a lot of other different problems, but. And it was so brutal this first year because water was so cold. I don't think they were getting the, as many uh, contestants as they yeah. expected. Yeah. So they were going to wind up losing money. That would be my guess. Right. But And I may wind up doing another one. But like I say, I, I took it kind of as a, a sign from God that maybe <laughs> I need to take a break yeah. after this yeah. deal. And uh, But I'll probably do another one. But it. But right now it's on hold. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So, but, well, uh, it'd be good to get a little break. Oh, I'm telling you, I need, <laughs> I need, a, I need a break. How, how great was January 1st just hanging out and oh, not going hunting? Dude, yeah, everybody's like, what are you going to do when you're done? Well, I know what I did on January 1st. I did not come off of my couch. I ain't not lying a bit. I did not move off of that couch. That Sunday, I sit right there, and, and I enjoyed it, and I thought, man, I'm probably going to uh, miss it, you know, if it's become such a habit. And, uh, well, it wasn't that hard of a habit to break. <laughs> yeah, because uh, I ain't picked up a call since yeah. then. Uh, of course, we got the contest this weekend and got a, uh, shit, I think I'm in a contest every weekend. And, well, until February 11th when I go to North Carolina, I'm going to do that. They got a world championship hunt in uh, Missouri. January 28th and 29th, we're going to go up and try our hand. It's just a one-day hunt. Guy asked me to hunt with it. so, And that's what kind of what I'm going to do this year, try to go off and see some country because, like, I'm at that age where I want to yeah. I want to go, yeah. I wanna go see now. some stuff and, and add some uh, coyote states to my list. Yeah. You know, I've, yeah. I've been all over the western states pretty good. Now it's time to go east. So, and I got a lot of contact through this deal. Plus, I got to write that damn book. Yeah, that book's gonna, like I say, I got to get it put all together. And I'll tell you what's funny is, uh, you know, I documented every picture. And it, you ever tried to delete four hundred and thirty goddamn pictures <laughs> on your phone? Yeah. I mean, I've got. Well, what I'm gonna do? I think I'm gonna do is I'm gonna take a picture, uh, take all them pictures. I don't know how to do it, but I'm sure I can figure it out and make a big poster. Yeah. Of yeah. all the the background of every coyote I killed on that yeah. that journey and and all the people that I got to hunt with during it and you know I had a good time and and uh, and uh, so it. It'd be cool, but I went to look it through my phone the other day and went, brr, 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 brr. you just yeah, scroll, yeah. scroll, scroll. 430 daggum pictures of coyotes is a lot of damn coyotes. Yeah. 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 And, uh, but, but the book part, it'll be good. And I got a lot of interest in the guys. You know, it, it you know, too many of these books nowadays, they, 
they want them to be kind of informational, which there'll be a lot of information on that, yeah. but I'm sure my book's not going to be your typical uh, right. how to right. uh, call up a cow, kill a cow. <laughs> it's, it'll be tales of the yeah. unknown. Yeah, yeah. And, and uh, all the stories, uh, the contest hunting, you know, 25, 30 years, and, or even the ones back before. The Bigfoot story. Got to yeah. tell, got to tell oh, the yeah. Bigfoot story. Absolutely. Yeah. And uh, so maybe I can make a little something out of that. It'll be, I think it'll be great. Yeah. There's I, plenty of informational books out there. Uh, we need stories. Like, hunt. to me, one of the the best parts of going out hunting people is com- camaraderie, you know, the actual hunting and the stories you make. Like, cause there's always, it seems like, especially any extended amount of time, there's, there's always something funny that happens. Yeah, oh, always yeah. Something new you've seen cows do that you've never seen before. Like, it's the stories. It's the, that's the fun part, in my opinion. Yeah. And the fist fights between your your buddies and all that, you know. That's like my buddy Dwayne, we call him the shrub. His family tree was a shrub. He a little bit short guy. And we were hunting a contest one night and he was in the back seat and this some gun. He he done passed out on his twenty four hour hunt. And I mean, it looked like he had went 10 rounds with George Foreman. His eyes all swole up. And I'm mad because he's been sleeping the whole damn for three hours. <laughs> and I'm wearing his ass out. And then, and finally, he'd had all he could say. And I tell you what, you just pull this son of a bitch over. And I'm about to have enough of your ass. I'll just whip your goddamn more. I slammed on that goddamn pig. And we, we met out there in the front of that truck. And about two seconds, I had him in a. <laughs> okay i I got it i'm good i'm good yeah and uh we laugh about that all the time yeah yeah he checked that off of his book oh nope don't try to whoop clay no more god damn (laughs) yeah so uh but yeah those and then old johnny hip shot oh uh matt maxmore is my hunting partner of 25 year midget maxmore's brother one night he was hunting. This is on that same hunt. We're in the rack. Matt's standing right next to me. The coyote comes in, and I shoot the coyote, and he runs off, and he, he runs through there, and he's going through the butt. And old Matt, he never even picks his gun up. He goes, boom, and he shoots from his hip. And I said, God damn, what the hell? I got him. The hell you say? He said, yeah, I got him. He thinks he got him. We called him hip shot ever since then. Oh, Johnny hip shot. That's so good. Yeah, boom. And he thought he got him. Hell, I thought he was going to whip my ass because I thought, ain't no way in hell you killed that guy. Well, I did. You did. You did. Yeah. So, yeah, stupid shit like that will go a long way. And, and, and like I say, it'll hit close to home for a lot of guys because everybody that's ever hunted has got them same kind of yeah. stupid stories. And uh, I've got a plethora of them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, it'll uh, be, it'll be, I think it'll be a great book. Myself. Yeah, that's okay. And that's why, one of the reasons I turned my, my hunt back. You know, I did the shotgun deal and, you know, participant. Not everybody, it amazes you how many people, one, have never used a hand call in their life, and two, have never killed one with a shotgun before. Yeah. And uh, so my numbers dropped considerably. So I went back to the old school 24-hour hunt just so I could get all my old buddies yeah. that we used to hunt yeah. again because that was the biggest pleasure I had all them years. Is, you know, Lane Jones and JC and all these guys, John Cadell and all that. All during the night, you know, we would text each other. Yeah. How, how y'all doing? What's yeah. working for you? It wasn't 
that closed lip. Nowadays, today's hunters, they get real closed yeah, lip. Yeah. They don't want to tell anybody. You know, back when we rode bulls, back when I rode bulls, I was the worst bull rider in the world. But I had a lot of great bull riders that helped me just as hard for me to earn a check as they did to earn yeah, a check. Yeah. And that camaraderie that went with that, and that's the old school mentality we all had. If, if you beat me, I want you to beat me at your best. And that was the greatest thing at them uh, weigh-ins was comparing notes with each other. Hey, what y'all use? Did this yeah. work? Da, da, da. Yeah. But nowadays, everybody, oh, I don't want anybody. No. Oh, yeah. And it probably has cost me. I know it's cost me money <laughs> in, the, in the deal. But, uh, you know, hell, I had a, a good time doing it. Yeah. And I would want some old And I learned a lot of stuff from a lot of old men that were nice enough to share them stories yeah. and tricks yeah. and trade with me. Well, why wouldn't I want to share them same deals? Yeah. That's the whole fun of a hunting contest for me. But a lot of people have got away from that. Oh, yeah. I'm not going to tell anybody my yeah. secret sound or my, my deal. Sound. Yeah, secret sound. I said, boys, <laughs> this ain't rocket science. No. It, don't, it ain't like we got a secret formula down in the back cave. I said, God dang. Chances said, are yeah. someone else is playing the same goddamn yeah. thing. I, don't, I never have understood that. Yeah, it drives me crazy. But it's going to be fun. It's like a, the, my greatest story on that is when old Les Bowman and them went out. It was a terrible night. And everybody was having hell. And of course, we were back and forth talking to each other, and I called old Les Bowman, and they didn't have nothing. Called him back about an hour and a half later and said, y'all doing any good later? Yeah, we got seven in the truck. I said, no shit. You got seven? He was, yeah. I said, what are y'all using? He was, I ain't going to tell you. I said, oh, come on, don't play that bullshit. And he was, no, I ain't going to tell you because you'll laugh at me. I said, laugh at us? I ain't going to laugh at you. You got seven cows, and I ain't got none. And he said, well, we're using the chicken. I said, the chicken? He goes, yeah. And he goes like, buck, 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 buck. And I said, oh, shit. And I start laughing. He goes, see, I told you he's going to laugh. And I said, no, I'm not laughing at you. I'm mad. He goes, why? He goes, because I don't have the chicken. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, they wind up whooping their ass over that, using the chicken. Yeah. And, uh, but, you know, that those kind of deals is what makes it fun. And less and them great guys wade montgomery bucky nail there's so many good guys jared hampton brad reese you know they they don't hunt nearly as much but man we used to have god dang they were they were hard to beat joe ross jameson philly arizona uh yeah joe stinson all i mean there were some great great hunters and a lot of them don't that's the other thing is i'm i'm getting old now and i'm still hanging where mm -hmm. a bunch of my old guys, they done give it up. They done grow down <laughs> that bullshit. I said, you got them quitters? <laughs> yeah. Well, we just pick our battles. I said, yeah. But, uh, God dang, if you leave that something in the water, it gets rusted. I like yeah. to keep it moving. Yeah, and that keeps me young. I remember old Marvin Henry. He's what we called our village elder. <laughs> and Marvin... Shit, he was 75 years old and still out there hunting with me and old Mitch, young boys, go. And we never, now we aggravated the shit out of him a lot of times because we were, we were hauling ass. When we go went from one stand to the next, we were going mock five. Yeah. And, uh, and he's, he's smoking himself. You don't gain a goddamn thing back on that goddamn back, you know. And they, and they, they always, they stayed in the rack. I'm the driver. So it'd be 30 <laughs> below out there and he's up there in that goddamn rack. And, uh, yeah. So, but he was a great, great coyote hunter and I miss him. He died here a few years ago, but man, we had some goddamn, he, 
me and him fought like father and son. I'm telling you, he. We used to think he was hard headed as some bitch ever was, but I think I won that title <laughs> because uh, one night, and he did shit to aggravate me, and I, I guess I aggravated him. But uh, one night, I I had a critter carrier, you know, a deal that yeah. I'd bought to put on back deal. Well, I forgot it at the house, and we was at the Graham hunt. Well, when we left the way, way in, uh, uh, Marvin had stopped and got that critter carrier for me and come to the or the, the sign up and was going to give it to me. Well, we got in a hurry and we hauled ass. Well, Marvin left before we did and we forgot to get it. Well, he's in front of us going towards Stanford and between Throckmore. We're in between Throckmore. And, well, we're hauling ass. Well, Marvin drives like driving Miss Daisy, you know. He drives <laughs> 55 miles. And it's a timed event, God yeah. We got to go. I said, hey, Marvin, pull over. I said, I got to get that critter carrier. He goes, yeah, we'll stop at the Alsop's in Throckmore. And I said, bullshit, the goddamn is 20 miles. Hey, you're driving like goddamn. And he's on the phone with Hutch and it, and it, it said, uh, I said, pull over. And we're right behind him. And he won't pull over. <laughs> and uh, and Hutch is on the phone with him. And he said, he said, well, I said, no, pull over right now. And he said, I ain't pulling over. I'll pull over. And I just gas it. And I go on by that son of a gun. And then Marvin goes, hey, where y'all going? And he said, we're going to hunt. I said, tell him we're going to hunt. And he said, well, what do you want me to do? I said, you throw that son of a bitch trash for all I give a goddamn. And what's brand new? I said, I don't give a shit. You should have pulled over with it. So they carried that critter carrying the back all night in the way. Yeah, I said, you throw that so much trash for all I give a shit. He was a son. He's the only guy I know that I get my ass chewed out. Me and him hunted my hunt, and it was a, it, that's when it was a one-day hunt, and it was a, a 12-dog limit, fastest to 12. We get out there, we hunt this contest, and uh, Mitch couldn't do it, so Marvin hunted. I said, hey, Marvin, you want to hunt with me? He said, yeah. So we go over there, and I kill one on first stand, and then next stand, we're in the middle of a wheat field, and Marvin's to the left, and the caller's to the right of me, and I'm I'm to the right of Marvin. Well, this old cow comes walking across this wheat field, slow walking, but he's coming straight to us, coming to call. Well, Marvin's on him. He's Marvin's size. Marvin's on that cow, and I'm waiting on him to shoot him. And then all of a sudden, this cow runs right by me, right over top of him, gets out there, boom, and I, I pick my gun up, I, I roll him. Well, then that cow hauls ass, and Marvin goes, boom, boom, boom. And he gets to the brush, and he doesn't get him. And Marvin, he turned around with fire in his eyes. What the fuck are you doing? What the hell? Are you? He got down. I said, well, he's getting away. Getting away. Hell, I was on the son of a bitch. He never seen the cow that I yeah. shot, and he chewed my. I said, what does it matter? I said, he's laying there dead. Laying there dead. Hell, the son of a bitch run off into the goddamn. I said, no, he's laying right there. He goes, Oh, I didn't see that one. <laughs> I don't know anybody like that. Oh, my God. Dang. And it got worse. It got worse because my hunt, you could split up. So Marvin took the truck, and I took the four-wheeler. So I got I got two dead. And Marvin goes one way in this pasture, and I go the other way in the pasture. First call, 30 seconds, I kill three. Boom, boom, boom. I got five. So I called Marvin. I said, Marvin, I just killed a triple. I'm excited. You know, we got a triple. And he said, we get close in. He chews my ass out again. Quick, goddamn call him. Goddamn, I'm over here trying to goddamn call a cow, goddamn. And because he's, he's competitive as I am, yeah. even against each other. <laughs> and then I go to the next call and I kill him too. And then, and I got, I got eight, eight. And then, oh, uh, I remember old Bo Renault called me. And it's like 8.30 in the morning. 
And I already got eight. And he goes, how many you got? I said, I got eight. And he goes, you lying, son, bitch. You ain't got eight. I said, yeah, kill this. I gave him a rundown. And then also I look up and there's one standing at the call and I drop the phone. Boom. I said, now I got nine. You killed a goddamn car. What's you hold the phone with me? I said, yeah. <laughs> anyway, I wind up killing 11 and Marvin killed the 12 and he was madder than a jap. It, it pissed him <laughs> off. You know, one goddamn $4,000 yeah. and he's still mad at me. <laughs> yeah. But I sure miss that. And, and you talk about hard-headed. All right. He comes into the cafe one day. We go to the cafe every morning. Well, he he's sitting there before I am. And I said, damn, Marvin, you look bad, son. I mean, he's gray. And he told me what had happened at the house. I said, damn, Marvin, you had a heart attack. He smoked Winston cigarettes one after time. I said, damn, Marvin, you had a damn heart attack. And he goes, no, no, no. I said, yeah. I said, we need to go to the hospital right now. And he he said, let's run over Wichita, and he won't do it. And I said, well, help, let's go to Alney. They'll they'll run a test, in two seconds they'll be able to tell. And he goes, oh, and I finally talked him into going over there. And the whole time over there, he's smoking cigarettes one after. I said, Marvin, you just had a damn heart attack, son. And I said, quit smoking. He goes, well, they ain't going to let me smoke the son of a bitches over there. And he was right. They didn't. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, and he had a heart attack. Yeah, I think. Oh, my damn. Yeah, that that was uh, yeah. Like I said, they that was about the end for him. He he couldn't hunt another one after that. But he was a good son of a gun. He taught us a whole lot. He was our village elder. But those kind of stories, like I say, they'll that'll those are what them books are yeah, but for yeah. record that yeah. stuff. Hell, I everybody can tell you how to kill a coyote or yeah. shoot a coyote or what to use or what call. And so, but. And while then, we're while we're on the subject, let's hear it. Uh, there's a certain podcasts where a certain individual who's pretty well known in the predator hunting community uh, made comments that I wanted to get your opinion on, which I mean I already know the answer, but because I've had you here enough, said uh, using these newfangled electronic collars isn't calling uh, contests or or bad. Uh, using suppressors. Or is bad? Like it's it's not real calling if you're using suppressors, e calls, so on and so forth. It's, so it's bad. Yes, said. Yeah, uh, I don't remember the exact quote. Do you remember exactly what no, I said, Fitzy? I'd, I'd have to go back and find. Using it. electronic, it, using electronic caller isn't real predator huh. hunting. Oh yeah, <laughs> well. <laughs> I don't know about all that. I'm, I, every little bit of edge that I can get in killing the coyote, I'm going to use it. You know, and, and you know, Graham, the Graham hunt, they were having a big issue with whether whether to allow thermal, thermal. or not thermal. Well, they called me and uh, asked me my opinion because they, I guess they had taken a vote and the guy, the non-thermal guys voted not to do it, but... He called me, what's your opinion? I said, well, I, you know, I hadn't hunted a hunt in about three or four years. I said, so it's hard for me to have a, a, a opinion, but on an unbiased opinion, whether it makes me a shit or not, I said, them guys that are hunting with red lights, and I, they're going to hunt regardless, all right? They're going to hunt. I said, but I guarantee if I got $10,000 in a thermal and all this, I'm going to a hunt where they'll allow me to use my deal. And there's one under every tree. So you're by not putting it in your hunt, you're probably going to kick out a lot of teams where them other guys are going to hunt regardless. Yeah. But, and, and 
killing is killing a coyote is killing a coyote and it's difficult any way you do it and thermal has its advantages and it also has its dis- yep. judging distances yes. as tough as a son bitch as anybody know in in high grass sometimes it's it's hard where i can see them eyes popping up a mile away yep. i've had that experience so <laughs> it has but it's like i told him i said that would be just like me saying Okay, Wade hunts 50,000 acres. He's not allowed to hunt because he's got a greater <laughs> yeah. advantage than a guy's got 5,000 acres. Yeah. Or, nope, them guys got big, bad 22 Creedmoors. Okay, they can't use them. We got to use 22 Magnum. That was one of the other ones yeah, we talked about. Got to use 22 Magnum. And I, I said, now, all these things helps in killing a coyote, without a doubt. I, I ain't going to say that. But, you know, used to when they hunted with a reed you know they evolved and they got into a little better call then they come out with a johnny stewart call and i mean it it, hunting is hunting and killing is killing you still got to set up right you got to be you there's a lot of variables besides that daggum electric collar that now it does help the learning curve a bunch but knowing how to read a cow once he comes in is Mm -hmm. is a big thing and all that comes with just experience knowing the uh the avenues that that some gun's going to come in yeah. where he's going to come in yeah they'll that just comes with experience but electric call and uh no, i couldn't believe it I mean, you know yeah uh, to, to me uh e-callers are essential they're not you don't have to have one but I don't want to go out day after day and blow mouth call. I mean, I love mouth calling. And then there's sometimes where that's all I'll do for Oh, my days. God. You you go 24 hours calling on them. Yeah. So you look like one of them real wild housewives off of Orange County with <laughs> yeah. your lips all yeah. blown well, up. that's why my lips are yes, right now. Yes, exactly. Uh, but just because someone buys an e-call doesn't mean they're going to be super successful. Like an e-call can also get you in trouble because you have so many selections for sounds and everything else. If you're not... Uh, utilizing the proper fundamentals of setting up good sand. This doesn't make shit what you use. Yeah. You're not going to be any more successful. I, I, need, s- I need to show that list of people that calls me daily that's got electronic calls that ain't killing coyotes. <laughs> yeah. And, and exactly. then they would know. I said, you know, it's, but, you know, that's why they call and ask about setups yeah. and stuff like that. And, and a lot of it's what sound to use. You know, yeah. they ask all that. Oh, but, yeah. but if you set up right and, and, but hell, I like using a hand call too. Yeah, that damn Robert Patrick call and that uh, Burning Brothers WFP. I mean, I got a lot of hand calls yeah. out that I like to use, and I do every time. But boy, like I say, in the competition, you ask. By the time we get done with that Texas hand call deal of Sterling's, oh Lord, I <laughs> I, I don't, don't want to yeah. blow another call yeah. in a. Yeah, it's, it's time to put it away for a minute. I but, mean, you know, I'm no so, Les Johnson. <laughs> I don't want to blow on that that long. Yeah, hell yeah, uh, but. Some people just like to bark to hear to hear, hear themselves bark, and it's, that's like books. You know, sad. I can put whatever I want on Facebook. That don't mean it's right. right. I said that's just an opinion, and yeah. you take it with, yeah. So, uh, but that don't mean it's damn sure right. Yeah, it's pretty controversial opinions. Well, I think it, the part of it is right. He like, I think it's a little bit of ignorance because he's. I think he's talking about a certain type of per- certain type of hunter, probably. which we would probably all agree are kind of annoying. Probably. Um, some of them probably from Oklahoma. Uh, but 
Oh, God dang. <laughs> you go call them out. They're all from Oklahoma, my God. What are you talking about? But, yeah, like, I mean, he's probably just thinking of, like, some of these guys who are, are just getting into it and probably don't have any respect for the Right, the, the game. Of, yeah. yeah. You know, what well, I mean, as it pertains to content, he had some very stupid, I mean, I'm just going to say it, stupid thoughts about contests. I don't like hunting contests, but I have zero issues with people who do. That some people, that's their thing. Yeah, they're super competitive. They love going out and doing contests. It's it's uh it's not against the law. It's what they want to do. Get after it. Like I'm all for it. Uh, you know, I respect what they do and their opinion. To you know, to only like contest hunting. I, I don't care. I don't care. But he's like. Basically saying it's detrimental to the sport. You shouldn't show any photos and all that oh. shit. It's like, okay, so because now the the kicker to this is he uh, become popular from killing lots of coyotes. Uh, the kicker is like, it's so, it's like, what is the point of a contest to kill? Well, nowadays, used to always kill the most coyotes yeah. where you become famous by killing a bunch of coyotes. Yeah. It's, it's pretty, but, uh, well, at the same time, to play devil's advocate is the biggest contests are going to invite the most amount of oh, yes, stupidity. Of course. Right? Because it's like if you have a bunch of predator hunters, like, oh, and we're all going to go contest hunt against each other, right? There's that comb- shared respect, but then you get the, oh, it's a contest yes. with big money yes. and people who are going to try and either do some really sketchy shit, right. you know, or yeah, there just is, there, there is bads and goods of contest yes. hunting, but there, but that's. In anything fishing yep. tournaments, anything I mean, that yeah, has to do with money. There's always going to be somebody who's going to uh, try and uh, cheat it. But my my biggest thing was like, you've made it basically a living off of killing of coyotes, yeah. And yet, because I mean, a lot of people just can't accept change. I mean, that's what it boils down uh-huh. to. It's a lot of people can't accept change. They hate the new things like suppressors, e-calls, yep. contests, getting popular. And you know, and there was, I believe there's some talk about what it's doing to cat cat populations and all that stuff. And I'm like, hold up, let's take the big cat contest for example. There might be anywhere from 400 to 700 teams enter that son of a bitch. There might be only a hundred teams bring a cat to weigh in. Majority of those people are killing their five qualifying animals and they're killing the bobcat. So that's six animals. And they might be covered anywhere from, say, 5,000 acres to 100,000 acres. I know several people that have access to tons of land. They only go shoot their five qualified animals, one cat. So while you may think be thinking like, oh, my God, 700 teams, they're just killing killing out yeah. Texas of all the predators, I would, I would venture to say if you can actually get a total from every single team, if they were being completely honest, yeah, it'll it'll probably surprise you just how little animals, because you got to think like, not everybody's uh, Kate Smith, Nate Spencer, nobody's Clay Reed, whatever. Not everybody's killing these high numbers. So it's it's not like, I don't know, it's very... Uh, well, it's why it stands out so much is because it's so rare. Right. Yeah, yeah, I mean, that's... And, and that's... And, you know, like St. Angelo, uh, it is... Uh, you know, I could see where... But it ain't like they're... Uh, you know, they're not plastered all over. Yeah, no. Uh, you know, I, I can see where uh, it, it would be an open invitation. Yeah. That would be the yeah. mecca for going uh, yeah. for PETA guys. Yeah. They would, they, and it makes me wonder if it'll ever happen, but it's the same for any contest, uh, really. And uh, Well, I think it's a it's an old-timer strategy as if 
if we just don't make any noise, they won't look at us. Yes, that was but, very much what he was um, really harping on. And I think that's you know it was a strategy that everybody and this was the same thing like gun, just gun gun control gun gun rights for a while. We're just like let's just you know we'll make a small target and then no, but the people who don't like hunting, they they regardless they don't like yeah. it. So well, it seems like the new strategy is put the information out there and then people you know because if you if if you're not showing people what contest hunting or even predator hunting looks like and then PETA puts this out it's going to look way worse than if uh you know people know what predator hunting is yeah. and actually have an understanding yeah. it doesn't Absolutely. make a shit what you uh, yeah. throw out to them people they're gonna they're gonna pick at it if well, you kill 10 PETA people oh yeah say. that's what i say they're they're the and there's a lot of people like that in our predator hunt world. Controversy sales, you yes. know. So they sometimes they like to throw them controversial That's statements, what I was thinking. statements out there just to stir up a <laughs> yes. pot. Because then, you know, what do they say? Uh, only bad. There ain't no such thing as yeah, bad publicity. Only, yeah. Only what is it? Only good publicity is right. Yeah, yeah. Only bad publicity is no publicity at all, or whatever, yeah. something like that. But I mean, one of the other things you saw is going into even like. 2010 like there's this huge worry because the essentially the hunting population's all older people and like there's so many young people weren't doing hunting but it really seems like in the last 10 years hunting has taken yes. back off again yeah. which is because of social media and everything else obviously we're all here yeah filming a podcast for this so. <laughs> yes. um that's yeah. the good part of it. The bad part is the other side of that deal. Publicity is getting us more now. That's why they're banning these contests. Yeah. Little, yeah. you know, back when nobody knew about them and nobody, you know, they've been going on for a hundred years, yeah. but now they're. But you don't really see like the like the Cecil the lion or the kid like those big ones that blow up as much anymore. Yeah. I think everybody's kind of like the the normal people are desensitized to it like that. Like, right. It, you don't see people spreading. Oh my gosh! They just, this person shot an elephant. Anymore. Yeah, that well, and uh, that and certain uh, outfits have really worked on pushing out information, especially as it pertains to African hunting. And th- I think that is a the predator hunting community. We should probably focus more on that. Like, okay, uh, let's just say the year Casey and Nate and him killed sixty seven or whatever cows yeah. in twenty four hours. I assure you, they didn't kill every cow on that ranch. So if they killed sixty-seven, oh, hell no. and I so the year they did that, I hunted the neighboring ranch that summer, and we killed a phenomenal amount of cows between dark and midnight, which is just a couple hours in summer. Right. So I assure you, when people roll up with these high numbers, they're not just like clean sweeping a property. It's because that property was severely overrun, overrun yeah. with predators. And guess what like all the the cutesy little things uh these people like to look at those predators are eating them sons of bitches and that's why they get so overpopulated yeah that's why i you know i catch hell from some of them animal rights people and they do i never try to lose my shit with them right yeah. you know, i need to try to explain to them yeah. i mean it's easy to call them <laughs> stupid and all that but it's yeah. better to educate them some of the guys in a calm you yeah. know and then some of them you're not no they're, they're no. just looking for a <laughs> yes. fight yep. you know they're looking for a reaction but i have had you know i'd send them photos or or videos of them getting like the two-year-old gal kid you know yep. the kind yep. i said you know they're we don't do this I do it for fun too, but yeah. it also we're allowed to enjoy what we do. Yes, but I also know what they do to the uh, uh, population. But I mean, you get people who uh, grow up in the concrete jungle their whole life; they have no idea. Yeah. When people think that uh, you get people that they think that 
chocolate milk coming from a brown cow. I said, you know, or breeder cubes is how you get your cattle bread. And I said, I mean, they just don't know any different. And those people are actually out there. Oh, yeah. yeah. And that's why that's why I've, I've preached and preached. I said, we put on these uh, seminars at, like, Dallas Safari and all. We don't need to be putting them on there. You need to be taking inner city kids hunting because yeah. that's yeah. what they don't have no, they don't have no, you know, our country kids, they're going to see all yeah. that. And yeah. the guys that are at Dallas Safari, they know it, but the other ones don't know what. They're just ignorant to the game. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, it's not that they're stupid. They just <laughs> don't know any better. Yeah. And uh, that's why I, I really, really, and I need to get work on it. I want to have a, a hunt, a youth hunt to where you took because i got a friend of mine he's the director of a boys club and i wanted to holler at him and and say hey give me a bunch of kids that want to go hunt so i could take them on a weekend you know take them on a saturday show them how to use gun gun safety da, da. maybe even have a safety uh hunter certification deal all that day and then sunday y'all go hunt come in at the end of the day we'll have a big dinner and because uh, then you educate what is it three percent of america is hunters you know, three percent. That's a so that ninety-seven percent of them. Well, maybe not that much, but there's a bunch of them that just don't right. know any yeah. different, and uh, so they grow up. Yeah, it's kind of like our history. You know, I mean, uh, all these inner city. They're they're teaching our kids in our schools quickly to get them out for a star test, just to, for a test. But they're not retaining. You know, when I sit up there at the cafe one day, and all these uh, it was a Lucky Dollar, and they. Got a bunch of kids from Ford School coming here, and I said, watch this. Hey, who was our first president? None of them know. I ain't had that yet. I said, I had that in first grade. They're not retaining whatever we're teaching them somewhere. And uh, we got to do a better job of teaching them stuff with hunting, but yeah. history in general, as because that's that's where the generations are going right now. Yeah. That's why you see all these YouTube videos. They're at the colleges asking these kids simple <laughs> Yeah educated questions you know i'm freaking you know probably the least educated son of a gun in america right now but i i understood history i liked history and i appreciated history and uh just reading the book you know but we've got to do a better job as a hunting community to get that that done yeah taking some of them youth you know get out that old mentality of hiding yeah just hiding in the shadows and go out and invite invite people youngins get people out there into the sport and, uh, and you know take the time to under, uh, explain to them why you like to i mean i hate that it's like you know you have to it's it's almost like it's a a bad thing to enjoy coyote hunting yeah it's like oh, i love it i mean yeah there's there's reasons to do it in there and i'm going to tell you all these reasons but at the end of the day, I do it because I enjoy it, and that's that's totally okay. Like it's that's not that's not a bad thing. I just I don't understand. People just need to get out, grab up the you know. Most people have neighbors. See if they want to go hunting. I mean, it don't even have to be cow hunting. It could be deer hunting. It could be hog yeah. hunting. Whatever. Yeah. Get them in the outdoors and you know show them the whole entirety. Like at some point, they're going to learn stuff about ecosystems and so on and so forth. But get out there and actually show them where where this stuff comes from and show them like. Okay, if we don't kill the cows, they kill this, and we don't get to hunt this and eat this, and so on and so forth. I just I don't get the whole 
Yeah, because most of, there's there's people you know that that think every one of us have got automatic machine guns yeah. and we're going out there spraying packs <laughs> and we got you know the, like but they don't have a, any idea of our lifestyle yeah. and. Uh, and they don't understand. I appreciate the coyote. Coyote's got a job. Yep, yep. I got a job to do. He's got a job to do. He has his way for the ecosystem. I don't want to eradicate the coyote. Yep. I want to control the population of the coyote. It's just like coyote. He controls the rat population. He yep. controls the rat. He's got his job, and I got his. Uh, you know, everybody's got the ecosystem is circle of life. Yep. And we're top of the food chain. It, yep. it just so happens. Yep. So we're automatically the bad guys but uh <laughs> but them guys they don't they don't know that yeah. i would li- love to take a bunch of pita people and uh you know take them out because a lot of times i'll go that's like you know somebody some people kill uh pups you know a lot of coyote pups hell i admire pups i like watching them there and you know we got that that uh what's my old word i'm looking for but you know we're sentiment to the, right, the you right. know, I, I, and I don't give a shit if you kill pups. I, I'm not saying you can't kill coyote pups. But I, sometimes I just, and there's a lot of times when I'm coyote hunting where I see coyote and he's playing around and, and yeah. I enjoy, I admire that deal. We don't kill that coyote. Right. And uh, just, just to enjoy the, the, that part of that hunt yeah. and yeah. Uh, take pictures and all that. I mean, you can get, sentimental to the uh deal yeah. but but i also know that it ain't very sentimental when oh uh wiley coyote comes in there and gets your uh dog that you've raised yep. since he was 12 yep. years old and chews him up in front of they you. don't care yeah they <laughs> don't care they're they are there to survive and they will eat whatever's opportunist for them uh, that could be your cat your dog your goat whatever they're just gonna do what what they gotta do to survive we as being on top of the food chain get to decide and we get to also ob- observe the land and decide like oh we need to dial these numbers back on this animal because I mean, one of the the pushback i've gotten on some of the videos i've posted is they come in at come at me with that bullshit like oh we wouldn't have this problem if humans wouldn't have moved in there it's like okay let's talk about something that's going like we can uh, control you would you rather me control the numbers of humans yeah. <laughs> well, that's I mean, the coyotes. That's the, the big thing when you get into the green energy <laughs> stuff and then like the PETA stuff. It's all very anti humanist. Yeah. Um, which is. You, you have a bunch of people whose brains were rotted by watching Lion King as a kid. <laughs> very <laughs> unreal. Po- Pocahontas. Like, yes. that's, yeah. Um, one of the most important things that I always try to keep in mind when talking to those types of people is when you're arguing with them, you're not you're not trying to convince them because they're fucking. They're, they're gone. They're right. long gone. You're trying to convince the people who will be reading that. Yep. Yeah. And that's where. I've gotten a lot of, you know, really, like, a lot of people message me, uh, and I'm sure you the same, yeah. with, uh, like, you know, oh, thanks for, I never thought of it that way, because they're seeing how absolutely ridiculous this other person is. Yeah, yeah, Dude. a lot of times, with okay, so you'll see, uh, if I had to give anybody advice as it pertains to posting videos or whatever, and you get some, you get some, uh, you know, what, what's, why did I just go blank? Uh, Flack feedback? Yes, yeah. uh, negative feedback. Never shoot straight out of the gate offensively because some not everybody talks the way you and I do, and they may just be like genuinely curious. And it is written word. You, there's no way you can tell what sort of emotions they are feeling as they talk. Absolutely. So if if your first response is a little bit more open, like please expand upon what you just said or something along those lines, is what I found over fifty percent of the time, most of those people are just genuinely curious and they're kind of on the fence. 
So if you come at them with a uh, fuck you, <laughs> just which yeah, is, yeah, sometimes yeah. you feel like doing that, but you shouldn't. Yeah, you should see what's going on. But uh, and you can generally gauge like what's happening by the next couple comments. Like if they're generally curious, they're going to ask you a lot of great questions. You're going to have a great interaction with them, and you may go ahead and sway them to start hunting by the end of it or be okay with you hunting as opposed to like bashing the shit at you. You can generally tell right off the bat who is not going to have their mind changed. In my opinion, just don't even engage in it because, or if you do, my favorite thing to do is be super professional and nice about it because they're just going to show their, their cards around, like just be, Ignorant yeah. assholes, and it's yeah. Because there's like a lot of people who, especially on Facebook, they have the, they are like, they'll see one of those animal rights people, and they'll just outwardly shit on them, which is like it feels good to do, but at the yeah. same time, it's like, <laughs> it like it's so much better to just like you said, be professional and nice, and then like give information, because then the people going back and reading that are gonna yeah. are yeah. gonna learn something. You know, uh, not that long ago, Night uh, Crew did a TV show on this very topic and they're like don't even waste your time basically just saying like fuck them and i don't agree with that whatsoever i mean uh, i agree with the sentiment because i mean like i said sometimes you just, you just feel like me like you know i don't feel like wasting my time with you so kind of f off but at the same time it's like it's not like he said it's not about them because you're probably not going to turn them it's about all the other eyes on that conversation yep. is you want to represent the community in your side of the the, the argument essentially in a good manner in my <laughs> you said something that's funny and we've obviously been experiencing this a lot more with the podcast increasing questions yeah. is there's a lot of times we get comments that we we think are negative and like you're like kind of like you, you respond back to them and then you realize like oh they're actually a fan yes and it's just yeah, like, you, that, they just don't know understand how to talk to people I've, I've noticed this over the past several years but more so nowadays that uh videos get way more views and stuff like that is a lot of times if you'll just respond back with would you mind explaining more or you know do you mean this a lot of the time more so than what people realize is it's they just they talk different i mean not everybody's like us yeah you know especially like people from up north they may come off really rude and to them i may come off super rude so i've been told but <laughs> well message dialogue on there has no emotions like you said 100 it's yeah, not you this yeah you can't yeah if you're here you can tell you can read it but you get something that's typed on a computer in front of you you can't tell the to religion. me it's a lot of it's in the eyes of the person reading it because i apparently i text with no emotion and i've been accused of being an asshole over text and i was like how could you possibly know that? Yeah. Or, or something just happened and, you know, somebody else just pissed you off and you open your phone yeah, and you get a message. Yeah, exactly. Like, if, if you're reading it in a bad mood, you could take one sentence and show it to like five or six different people and they'll give you like, well, fuck this guy or, yeah, it's not that bad. You know, yeah. you know I don't know. I, th I think you should just... Uh, there's there's an old Key and Peele skit about that. It's like the... He's yeah. like... I don't know. What do you? Uh, oh, I don't know. What do you want to do? And the like, other guys were like, "What do I want to do with this <laughs> yeah. fucking asshole?" <laughs> yeah, I think my should, blood uh, pressure stays a lot lower if I try not to engage. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah. And uh, it's kind of like greatest advice I ever got was from Jerry Bolton, cowboy buddy of mine. And that was kill him with kindness. And uh, 
you know, try my yep. best. And it's hard to yes. do. But yeah. the older I've gotten, the easier it has. God dang you to. Because I'm a hot-headed, stupid son of a bitch <laughs> to start with. And I mean, I'm more, and, and I'm still not immune to it. There's time where oh, I catch yeah. my, yeah. and I got to back off. But I'm getting better at it, and I'm trying to do my best to, because if I could just educate one of them, if yes. I could change them, you know, and a lot of it has changed. I found yes. myself doing just by engaging with them in a calm, rational, yeah. even if they start out offensive and stupid, yeah. which happens a lot. Oh, but, yeah. Yeah. Everybody knows everything on the Internet. Yeah. And then, <laughs> and then after you figure out that you're not, just all right, well, I appreciate your yeah. opinion and go on. My favorite thing to do is when they're just red-ass mad. Have a great day. Yes. <laughs> like I say, never give them the uh, satisfaction of a reaction. Yep. That's yeah, true. Some of them are just throwing that bait out yes, there. Yes, that's Let's a lot. Let's see a lot of people on what we got here. Yeah. We got a live wire. Yeah. And a lot of guys do that. Uh with each other you know they yeah. get on there with somebody oh, yeah. else that yeah. uh, ain't even them they create a fake account yeah. and start shit that's like that damn football uh football deal you know they got the, you know football friday uh it's a, a website for dave campbell's football friday we all get on it and at each game there is a uh uh chat room you can go into well god dang here a while back uh, Graham, which is predominantly white kids, they get playing Hershey, which is predominantly black kids, and some guy that didn't even go, <laughs> even either one of them, put a very very racist <laughs> remark on it. And I mean, well, when it come game time, they had a big fight and they had to cancel the game. God it's a big di- district game. They had a huge fight, and that guy's from Fort Worth, Texas. <laughs> yeah, he had never been to either either school. And uh, but he's like, watch this shit. We'll get this started. <laughs> yeah. and, it, and then I remember back in the old forum days, computer forum yeah. days before. Like, they had a 1A Texas football, and there was a guy from uh, Knox City. Knox City's big rival was Haskell. So his <laughs> his uh, avatar name was uh, Indian Fan Man, Haskell Indians, Indian Fan Man. Well, he would call, his boy was the linebacker for Knox City. That goddamn Knox City linebacker couldn't. He's slowest son of a gun I ever seen. <laughs> he ain't made a tackle. He didn't make a tackle. That's a, and he's talking shit about his own boy. But his boy, come game time, he got fangs. I'm going to kill these high school goddamn Indians. And it, like I say, and then they feed. Everybody goes feeding yeah. off of them, too. That's just a just a deal. So Negative that's feedback a, loop. Just, it's a snowball heading downhill. Who would who would go and do something like that? I don't that? know. Oh, Fitzy. God. <laughs> they used to do that to me a lot because I was an easy bait. What'd you say to me? You meet me in town on the square in five minutes. <laughs> my God. Yeah, they're laughing. They're laughing. So I, that's why I try not to engage in too much stupidity. But I can't be wrong. Yeah. So, you yeah. It's it, it's two. You want to wrap it up? Yeah. I probably need to get on back. I figure you got shit to do. Well, I may be able to get them calves gathered that I yeah. can't get this morning. Well, but, uh, we definitely appreciate it. Uh, Fitzy, this one won't air till Wednesday, right? Day is Wednesday. Next, next Wednesday. Wednesday. Yeah, next Wednesday. Oh, okay. Your contest is this weekend? Yeah. yeah. yeah we so. put out a, we'll put out something. I got, got, I got, got all. Plenty? Yeah, I got <laughs> Got all I need in it. We so. definitely appreciate it. Can't wait for the book. 
Uh, you'll definitely have to come. Well, back like I say, I can't. Well, I, I sure appreciate y'all helping me out with the bullet problems on that yeah. deal. I guarantee yeah. I wouldn't be able. I might have made it, but I'd had to load a hell of a lot. And I, you, I, you remember a while back, yeah. I had to load some, and I had all kinds of hell. Everybody was talking, you know, they thought those were your bullets. I said, no, those are Clay Reed. Yeah, so, yeah, that was all Clay Reed bullets, and I think I didn't get them next size properly or whatever. And uh, some worked, some didn't. And, uh, but, no, I'd have had no problem with y'all's bullet. And like I say, y'all, I appreciate you guys for sponsoring me, helping me out through that deal. And, Absolutely. Uh, that was that was huge for us absolutely uh i'm gonna send some stuff with you to give away at your contest when you leave here well until next time we'll see you guys later clay thanks for coming you bet